Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Philip Wolf. As the CEO of Customify, Philip Wolf helps SaaS businesses deliver great results for customers. After seeing companies spend big money with no systematic approach to customer success, Philip knew something had to change. He founded Customify to provide a tool that lets agents spend time with clients instead of organizing CRM data. Well, good afternoon, Philip. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How is it going today? It's going awesome. You know, I, I talk about this and I'm a little bit congested today, you know, going through some of the, the COVID stuff here, but um, it finally it finally caught up with me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm just excited to have you on. Like I said, we I do this daily. I talk to people from all over the world. And what's really cool is today I get to reach across uh, the big pond, the Atlantic Ocean to Eastern Europe over in Romania. This is amazing. I love this. So thanks again for joining. And Philip, we're going to jump right into the questions here. You've got quite the career in technology, security. As a chief technology officer, you're an entrepreneur, and now you're the founder and CEO of Custify. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure, Brian. Um, so, right, yeah, I'm I'm a German living in Romania, so that's probably something uh, that's uh, I don't know so many uh, uh, living here. Um, regarding um, the, the the career, I, I don't believe necessarily there's um, the secret um, because I don't believe in overnight success. Um, and I think that each individual has to kind of figure out the way. However, there are some things that I learned uh, over the years, um, like persistence and discipline and being open to learn things. If I would like sum up the most three important things that uh, looking back helped me a lot. Um, and yeah, as you said, I was starting off in security and um, that is kind of when it comes to open to learn new things. So I switched the domain while I stayed less in software. Um, I still switched the domains from security to what Castify does is customer success software. So it's quite different, ha has not much to do with each other. So um, I think the key is also to be open to learn new things. Don't be afraid of like switching domains. Um, it can be quite exciting. You can you, you can actually um, be a cross domain expert, and the old domain might actually help you uh, in the new domain. Um, then when I when I look back, for me, um, at some point in time in the career, the question was: Do you go rather into management, or do you rather go to become a specialist in a domain? And for me, I discovered quickly that um, solving customer problems or building products and building teams, most importantly, is something that uh, that is, uh, yeah, that that really gets me excited. So, as an entrepreneur, um, and I'm probably not the first person mentioning that. Um, one other key um, for growth or key for success is. Um, being able to like build a team, like pick the right people for your team um, and put them at the right seat in the bus. So that is another key thing that I, I think is, is really important. And I get inspired from other people. Um, I always try to hire someone that is much better than me, um, be that in sales or be that in product. Um, in my current company, I'm not touching any more code despite uh, yeah my career um, in the first 15 years was actually quite technical and I was uh, coding, reverse engineering, but I'm not doing that anymore. And there are people that, that are much better in that than me. So I guess that's that's another uh, thing that I can definitely say worked for me. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I love how you talk about the diversification 
of, you know, the career that you went in and you learn different things and become more uh, abreast to see kind of the bigger picture. Uh, because at the end of the day, you've got to understand it all if you're going to provide that good customer experience. So, Philip, let's talk about um, the pandemic a little bit. Maybe things will start to lift here. What was the single biggest business decision you had to make during the first year of the pandemic, you know, the lockdown? And how different is your business strategy today? Yeah, I mean, uh, we as serving SaaS companies, so we serve other software as a service companies, that's our customer base. We were actually not that much affected from the pandemic because most of our customers did quite well. Yes, they were like, of course, in the first like three months where nobody knew exactly what's going to happen there. We couldn't close a lot of new customers because more or less everything was frozen. Every budget was frozen. Nobody did investments anymore. However, for the existing um, customers, um, most of them were not heavily affected, luckily. Um, some actually got affected in a um, dramatic way, in a positive way, dramatically, such as um, yeah, um, delivery apps for restaurants, for example, uh, one of our customers, they went through the roof in that time. We had, however, also uh, a subset of customers that were not so lucky, and uh, they got affected quite dramatically. For example, a software solution for sport events, which basically vanished entirely uh, in the first year of the pandemic. And uh, what we decided is that we're going to help them to keep afloat, and we cut the price for their subscription. And we we are there in partners in good times and in bad times. And I think that was a, a decision that we took and it was quite easy to take it. Um, I mean, why wouldn't we um, like have a, a human touch to this? And yeah, I mean, clearly if someone has a, um, a software for sport events, I mean, you don't need to be uh, an expert that to know that the business is probably going to be close to zero for these guys. However, you also knew or we knew that, I mean, sports are coming coming back. It's not going to be gone forever. So we decided um, to help these customers to stay afloat and we cut the price uh, for their subscription. And yes, they came back. You know, that's what I really love about uh, talking to people here, Philip, on this podcast to hear their story and what they did to uh, not only pivot themselves as a company, but how they uh, truly stood up as a partner with all their other customers or or vendors. And I think that's awesome how you did that. Um, again, we all pulled together to make it happen. And, and this is just right. a prime example. Thank you. So, Philip, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? So, Castify is built on a, let's say, rather traditional stack so we are building on the so-called mean stack that means um, mostly javascript uh, for backend and frontend um, advantages of that is that um, you can fire uh, you can um, um, find uh, full stack developers that can handle both then on the same language frontend and backend uh, sure slightly different technologies but still on the on javascript um, other than that, um, with the MongoDB as a core database, we um, we found a solution for us to process, store, and scale these uh, these customer uh, events that we are um, getting um, quite easily and quite comfortably. So we don't need to worry a lot about scaling. Uh, once you have defined your core system, it's actually quite easy to scale that and it's quite easy to add other nodes to the to the entire um, infrastructure. Um, and that means um, let's let's call it auto scaling. We are we are able to really scale automatically and we can add new customers even in the enterprise segment that would come with 
and thousands or even hundreds of thousands of customers to us um, quite easily without a lot of, um, let's say, effort from the technical team that would need to deploy something special for them. It's actually more or less auto-scaling. So that's the stack that we uh, build on not necessarily spectacular, but I I think it's worth sharing that uh, that this uh, if you if you're in a situation where you need to build an app that scales down the road, um, it makes also sense to invest early on and looking at several technologies, picking the one that you um, that you feel is right for this challenge, and don't be scared from initial efforts that might be higher in order to get things running because the uh, it will um, it will uh, pay back later. Um, when you are in a scaling phase of a company, which we are in right now, like a extreme growth of the company, the last thing you want to have is um, a complete rewrite of your technical and your infrastructure. That that would hold you back uh, extremely. Um, that's why I would I would say when you start off, invest time, research the technology, and don't be afraid if the one that you pick might initially look like uh, a little bit more effort. Because once you have it there and once you have it up and running. The most important part, I would say, is that it scales easily, that it's uh, scalable for what you plan to do, um, because you do not have time anymore once you are in this position. You really don't want to uh, rewrite your uh, entire code or switch to a completely different tech stack that would hold you back for years, potentially. Thank you. And, and you're right. If you're, you know, nothing is worth doing unless you do it right the first time. And I appreciate that. I think that goes a long way because you never know when your customer is going to scale or your business. Um Right. So, so Philip, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or entrepreneurship? Sure. So, yeah, besides the things that I mentioned before, um, when it comes to persistency and uh, um, these things, uh, I guess it's it was helpful for me to uh, looking back at the network of other professionals that I started to build early on in my career um, because, yeah, it offers you great different perspective and if you can be in touch with other founders or other entrepreneurs or even other CTOs or other uh, tech people that have, that eventually have faced this challenge and you have a network that you built early on that you can rely on for those things that really helps um, and the earlier you start with most of the things in life the easier it is um, to to build up this this network of other professionals um, so that's that's certainly uh, one thing. In in entrepreneurship itself, it's it's probably all about like finding a gap in the market or finding a market that you feel that you have some expertise in and um, find what people are looking for and create a solution that fits their needs and helps them grow their their businesses. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And of course, with that comes a lot of hard work and passion. Of course, um, we all know that, and it certainly shows uh, with your business and. In, in the inflection in your voice today on our podcast. So thank you. And Philip, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Brian, thank you for having me. Bye for now. Bye.